about this. Our brains change. Memory is an amazing. What you think is in our there brains is aren't really finished. They're not fully cooked yet. You go with your heart. You we don't have any idea why because we're, we're so doing smart. most of the things that we're doing. But here's the deal. If you only pay attention to short-term gains, you basically continually make the choice that pays you better, but over time, you lose. I'm Art Markman. I'm Bob Duke. I'm Jack Anderson in for Rebecca McEnroy, and this is Two Guys on Your Head. Today, value in the moment. This is a show about how our spending habits are driven too much by where we are right now. I want to start with the thing that feels really familiar, which is you get a windfall of some kind. So, for example, as we're taping this, we are approaching tax season. And often, people who file their taxes have had a little bit too much money withheld. And so, some of that money then comes back to them in the form of a tax refund. And so now they get this lump sum of money independent of their weekly or monthly paycheck that just comes in. And so people often take that windfall and spend it. Ha! And in fact, you can even see this in advertisements. You see some big box retailer advertising televisions that you could now go buy with your tax refund. Yeah. And the logic underlying that is the expectation that when people come into a source of money that's somewhat unexpected, that they're going to want to spend it right away. And so the idea is we overspend in situations in which we suddenly come into possession of money that we didn't expect to have. So that's the half that I think everyone expects. There's some research that just came out by Alessandro Del Ponte and Peter DiCiola. What they did was they asked not just can we get this sort of overspending in the context of a windfall, but to analyze what happens if you have the opposite of a windfall, if you have a shortfall, an unexpected gap in income. And the question is, do people underspend there? So is it the case that when you go through a sudden shock that now you just conserve all of your resources? They showed people as if they're on a deserted island. The thing that they have for nutrition is oranges. And on any given day, there's a certain number of oranges that they might collect, and they have to eat a certain number of oranges in order to keep their health up. And so the question is, how long can you survive on this island? They set it up so that some days you got just a huge bounty of oranges, and some days you got nothing. And the question is, what do you do? The ideal strategy is to determine what the average number of oranges that you get is over days, and then basically eat that amount, no matter what, yeah. in good days and bad days, because that sort of evens out your consumption and that allows you to survive longest. On the really good days, you get the windfall effect. You eat more oranges than the optimal model would suggest. You gorge on the really good days. On the really bad days, you conserve. So you eat fewer oranges than you're supposed to eat on that day. And the bigger the difference between the good and the bad days, the bigger that effect is. So if you go from getting 10 on good days and zero on bad days to say getting seven on good days and three on bad days, then you overspend a little bit less on the good days. You underspend a little bit less on the bad days. Yeah. 
they actually thought, well, there's two possibilities here. One possibility is you had a bad day and that was what was driving the effect. But the other possibility was it wasn't that you were having a really bad day. It's that there was a, this extreme contrast between the good day and the bad day. So if the good day is 10 oranges and the bad day is zero oranges, that's an enormous contrast. And so maybe, you know, when you have a bad day that followed a really good day, it's just, you're like, I don't know what to do here. Yeah. So they did another version of this in which... They had one group that had a pretty steady set of income, but every once in a while, it got slightly better. And another group that had a pretty steady set of income, but occasionally it got a little bit worse so that there wasn't this big shock between the good days and the bad days. And so the question is, do the people who have the occasional bonus days overspend on the bonus days? Do the people who have the occasional lousy days underspend on the lousy days? And the answer is yes. Mm -hmm. So even if what you have is just the occasional good day or bad day, you show the same effect. So it's almost like you know, you're walking down the street, you find a $10 bill, now you go out and you spend that $10 bill. Mm -hmm. Or you go out and you discover that you lost the $10 bill that was in your wallet and now you underspend that day. Yeah. You don't average out the gains and losses over time. You actually fill that out in the moment. You rectify your accounts in the moment. Yeah. It sort of illustrates how much of what's driving our behavior are perceptions that are tied up with emotional valence, right? So it's not just that the windfall is, in fact, you have more oranges or more money or whatever it happens to be. There's a feeling that accompanies that as well. And so that feeling is affecting our behavior. And it's interesting when you think about how we change over the course of a lifespan for younger people people, immediate occurrences are very affecting in a way that as we become older, things that happen, we sort of recognize more the long term of what's going on, right? And what's sort of interesting about this is it illustrates our tendency to respond based on reacting to what's happened in, in the very recent past, yeah. rather than thinking about how this is going to play out over the, over the long term. This idea that we're not really tracking money over long spans of time, right. but rather really accounting it over very short periods of time creates some number of behaviors that are not really optimal for our long-term well-being. We are often irrational in our decision-making. We do have such overconfidence in our rationality. If I just gave you the information, then you would respond differently when, in fact, the emotional valence that is popping up all the time relative to these outcomes, whether it's a windfall or a loss or something, that is so powerful in influencing our future decision-making and our behavior that just telling people what the numbers are isn't going to change. Yeah. We're talking about instances where in response to a windfall or a large loss, we're overreacting. We're going past what is an optimal level of response to that. And again, that optimal level only is observable if you look at it over time. That's right. Right? And that's not what we're good at. Next time, we'll talk about the replication crisis with Dr. Art Markman and Dr. Bob Duke. You can listen back to this show or any of our archive shows at KUT.org and subscribe to the podcast and never miss an episode in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Our engineers are David Alvarez, Jake Perlman, and Michael Crawford. I'm Jack Anderson, in for Rebecca McEnroy, and I co-produce Two Guys on Your Head at KUT Radio in Austin, Texas. 